Perfect. So uh, we're underway now. Uh, what we tend to do is we tend to just do a little start like this, and then this will get chopped off at the beginning. Uh, so I'll I'll just introduce it, and we'll go from there. Okay. Perfect. <clears throat> Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Exit Hate Podcast. Today we've got myself, John, and we've got Darren here today. Uh, we're actually both former far-right members. And today we're going to have a little bit of a uh, discussion and a little bit of an insight into hooliganism um, and how that really related to the far-right uh, and more specifically um, the English Defence League, otherwise known as the EDL, because uh, that was a group that both myself and Darren was a part of during our time uh, involved in the far-right. Uh, so first of all, Darren, um, you know, I'm not sure about yourself, but for me personally, when I was involved in the, the EDL and especially going to demos, the demos felt a little bit like an away day. It felt like you was going to, um, you know, it felt like you was going to an away ground where not many people liked you. You had to keep your wits about you. There was lots of chanting going on, lots of beer, uh, beer flowing. And for me, it, it, it did feel like a, an away day type of atmosphere. Um, is that something that you can relate to as well, or, or did you see things slightly differently? Um, no, you're right in what you say there, John. You're right in what you say to a point. Um, when you go away at football, it's like about as much about the camaraderie and being with your mates as anything else. It's the day out. It's, you know, um, back in the day, you'd get on a train or you'd get in a track back of a transit and, um, and off you go and you're having the crack, you're having the banter. Um, you're having beers, and then there's the game. Um, a demonstration, um, the EDL demonstrations, weren't too too far away removed from that. To be quite honest with you, it's a similar thing. Um, you have a meetup. You're going. You, you, you're not going to watch a football match, but you're going to a demonstration, which is the centre of the town ordinarily. Um, so you could be you're going to a different city, and then after two or three, four demonstrations, you realise there's always like a there's opposition. There's a, a, a not fans, but there's a, a pose, people that are opposing you. Um, and there's always that element of where you're going to have confrontation. Um, and you're with your friends. Um, on a day like that, you think to yourself, have your friends got your back? And you only want with people, be with people that have that. Um, so, yeah, the, the elements are all very similar. Obviously, your objective's different. You're going to watch a football team to having a demonstration, but around it, there's drinking, there's chanting, um, there's even meeting up with the new people. Um, and with a football day out, it's kind of like an adventure from the beginning. You know, you, 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 there's a loose, there's a loose set of rules really, and you don't know what's going to happen. Um, you've got a rough gauge of it. But you don't know what's going to happen and kind of like on a demonstration it was very similar you know all the build up to the actual demonstration itself very similar there's lads that didn't even really go on the demo and they just stayed in the pub um and then i'm sure they just got back on the coach and went without even being on a demonstration so not everybody there really went for the demo it wasn't we're going for that demo specifically there's the camaraderie there's the meeting people there's meeting people again on the next demo trying to build up friendships with people so it people feel that they belong to something or they're supporting something. Yes, yeah, so you're not too wrong with, with what you say. Yeah, 100%. And I think as well, uh, you, you mentioned it very briefly there, when you're on the train and you're travelling to these cities and, and to these places, I think a lot of the time there is 
that element of looking around and sort of trying to clock what clothes people are wearing, you know, thinking are they going to the demo as well? Are they going to be the opposition on the day? You sort of try to like, uh, like sort of eavesdrop a little bit on conversations, see if you can hear anything that people are talking about, especially when you get a couple of like train stations away from the the, uh, the demo's destination. Um, and it's, it is so, so similar to an away day. Yeah. Uh, in the context where as well you when you go into these towns and cities it was it was almost like you wanted to be a bit of a nuisance you wanted to make some noise you knew there was a lot of people there that didn't like you um and that was that was personally for me how i felt a lot of the time going to these demos uh but again mentioning there the clothing um i'm not sure if you experienced this as well but a lot of the time when i was going to these edl demos there was lots of people wearing things like cp company stone island Burberry, Aquascutter, and Fred Perry. Uh, even yeah. although it's not as used as much nowadays, Sergio Tashini and other other sort of football hooligan brands. Um, yeah. So the what you know for me, the, football was a big part of the the EDL culture, and uh, you know at the meeting points before demonstrations, you'd be having a beer in the pub, um, you'd be talking a lot about football. There'd be a lot of different firms there as well, um, and. I think, from what I remember, a lot of the firms would go to the demos together, um, but there wouldn't be much infighting between the, the firms. It was almost like a lot of people was was almost getting on and building connections, uh, and then the next weekend they'd be on the terraces kicking seven shades out of each other, uh, which was so interesting to see that, in my experience anyway, uh, there was no real infighting you know, in the EDL between the firms. No, not between the firms. There wasn't. There was in. There was in fighting with the EDL, but it wasn't between the football sort of connection. When you see the lads with the Stone Island and wearing the CP and that, you 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 sort of, you know um, from a distance, even if you haven't met them before, that they're probably likely to be around the football. So you sort of say, "Oh, were you Stoke lads or um, the Leeds lads?" And on the day, it, that that was enough. There wasn't. It wasn't. You got to remember the demonstration wasn't actually football it was um it was an edl demonstration so there wasn't going to be any fighting going on there it was just like about connections um and the clothes would be you know you could identify a firm just from that's always been the way with football you know you could have 20 lads walking up the road stone island up and like you said cp'd up or whatever wearing a bits and stuff and you would know you would know that they're, they're generally football lads or they're around the football um and You'd get talking, and it'd be like, oh, like, as I said, they're Stoke, they're Leeds, they're from Manchester, and any sort of differences were put to one side on the demonstrations. Um, and there was a lot of like, um, there was there, there was a lot of working out. There was a lot of sort of jostling as to sort of how's this all going to pan out. And yeah. generally, it all panned out that everyone was on on there for different on that day for different reasons. Right, the objective was different and because the objective was different. I guess there was no there was no violence. The firms didn't kick off of each other, no. Um, and there was a lot of like you said in the pub drinking, accepting each other. You know, Stoke speaking to Luton, for example. Um, and that's what went on. And that's what went on. Unlike the football, because when you're at the football, it's more like um, you're representing your local area, um, and it's you're coming into our area now we're here you're coming into it we're going to make a show and then it, it that's where it can kick off because you're going into local area whereas you would have a demonstration in 
in in say Leeds, for example, and you'd have different groups go into it, different firms from different firms go into it. You're going into different groups are going into one area. It's not like you 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 you. It's a one-off game. Two teams are playing each other. You're arriving in their area, and um, as tradition has it, if you like. Um, there's always like a bit of peacocking goes on and it's called you know the peacocking is basically do you want it do you want it or not and that's and that's what happens at football that's the difference you know the objective is different the rules are slightly different um and uh that's how it panned out i mean there was no big plan of that and that's just kind of like how it all panned out at the yeah. yeah yeah absolutely and as you said there that them sort of weird connections i remember uh, there was a Manchester division of the EDL, and I remember the, the flag said Manchester EDL on it. Uh, in one corner, it was St George's Cross. Uh, in one corner was uh, the Union Jack. In the other corner was a City badge. In the bottom left corner was a United badge, and then, and then in the uh, bottom right hand corner there was a Poppy. So both of the teams being on one flag was was so strange to me because obviously, you know, growing up there was a big rivalry between City and United. Um, you know, the Manchester clubs maybe arguably don't like Liverpool more than the uh, don't like each other, but um, yeah, yeah it, was, it was weird to see you know the the EDL um, sort of bring bring these bring these what's together. Um, and you mentioned there as well uh, about the chance, uh, and for me, this is something that I I really did relate back to football as well. And um, you know, you you go to away games and even home games. There's lots of singing, lots of chanting that goes on at the football, uh, and this is very similar to the EDL. And a lot of the chants that the EDL used was sort of songs that I was familiar with the footy, but of course with much, much different lyrics. Um, and again, I, I suppose that, that originates from a lot of these football lads going to the EDL, creating these chants and then them getting sung while walking through the uh, the streets and, and of course, you know, in the pubs and on the trains before. And Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, orig- a lot of these songs originate from, you know, uh, eras, you know, like the 70s would be probably what's, the top two or three top songs of like the seventies and then they stick, they just change the wording to them. Um, so, uh, they sort of get passed down word of mouth anyway, through the terraces, through the generations. So if you are at football, if you are at football, you're going to be hearing them. And even if you're not singing and joining in, you're going to subconsciously just taking in, uh, the wording, you're going to know what that song's all about. And then, and that's without even being bothered about it. So if, if, you know, if you're going to football, it's one thing but then you go to um a, a demonstration and you know there's always someone that's just going to change the word into suit the day um and then it'll stick you know like you've got the old that chant that went up e edl um you know it's not too far off of anything that you'd sing on the terraces tour you know anything that was being shouted at um the edl and it was like it sounds like a football chant it's probably was being abbreviated from one john you know um because you know you could put a fag paper between um between what foot, a football day out and the edl demonstration day out absolutely know? you could put a fag paper between the two so it's it's so close you know what i mean it's coat of paint away um obviously the rules are a different but political demonstration um you're on a political demonstration but there's with the clothing the whole day structure of the day it's almost like it's it's just built around that a lad's day out a lad's day out and with that 
you're always going to get then people that are going to be inquisitive you know like, oh okay they've heard that it was you know people have gone out um oh i've gone the next one because i want to see what it's like because it all, said and, all said and done john a football day out is a real good day out for the lads it really Absolutely. is they get together they get on the train off they go they have a few beers they have the crack and now you know i'm excluding any violence from that obviously you know what i mean that's obviously not a good mm -hmm. day out right but all around it all around it it's a very good day out you feel like you've built relationships you've you've, you've, you've bonded you've got that camaraderie you feel like someone's got your blueprint they've got your back in situations you feel like then you can ring on them and call on them for anything in life and support so that's that's the way it works so people you love the you love the section you know people will be thinking well i don't want to miss out on that if it's going on a demonstration that might just be for me just that alone you know so the football and the demonstrations link there you know honestly it's so it's just like i say a fact paper apart mate yeah absolutely and I, I mean you know i completely agree with what you said with, with what you say there with football being a good day out you know uh, i'm not sure about yourself but i could probably do at least two three hours on this podcast talking about times where i've fallen through the door with a kebab in one hand and some good stories still in my head um <laughs> after a good away day and you are yeah. absolutely right you know it, it is um you know it, it is a good day out when uh when you can have a few beers and you know have a bit of a crack with the away fans and uh and get away like you say with no violence um and you mentioned there as well you know people hear, hear about the udl and they'll hear about what goes on in the demos and uh, and you know they, they might come along to the next one do you think that is because of the football connection do you think you know these teams are going back the next saturday um and you know they're going in the pubs for the football and saying oh that's this is what happened last weekend at the udl demo and do you reckon you know a lot of the time uh people came from the terrorists at uh, the, the terrorists probably not the word i was looking for come from the terrorists to the footy uh because of stories being passed by people who've been at that edl demonstration the previous week yeah undoubtedly there's an element of that there's an element but not 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 entirely but there's an element because there'll be some lads that sort of think well you know they might have looked a bit deeper into it and just thought no that's not for me so it depends it depends on what your attractions are you know i mean if if you are drawn to that because lads go away on it to watch their teams all over the country join they just get in the car they buy a program they go home you know and, and that's that's their thing but if, if 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 you're drawn to that day out where the cracks happening the banter's happening and then people come back and then they relay that back in the local or you know um wherever wherever they you know their local football team that they're playing with then lads that love that sort of day don't want to miss out on it so they're going to find out for themselves and it, and, and they'll go on one two three demonstrations and then think well you know what this this really ain't for me it's a little bit more um it's turned out a little bit more sinister than what i thought or there's an underlying element here that i don't like but up to that point you know and others just carry on through because they just think well these demonstrations are a good crack i'm not even going on the demo i'm i'm, I'm getting up here i'm in the pub and then we're going back again we just had a great bit of banter around the pub met people from all over the country so yeah there's an element of of you know recruiting from that football and the terraces but then you know that all depends on what 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 your makeup's like what your, what your nature's like you know yeah absolutely um and again talking quickly on the recruitment of football i'm not sure about you but i've seen especially more in recent years a lot of far-right stickers popping up around stadiums now and inside stadiums um i remember going i, I won't give away the team because we're talking off camera how a lot of the times when you see racist abuse and you see racism at the game you associate it to a team 
And I think it's quite unfair to do that because it's a small minority of these supporters that are putting these stickers out. But all I'll say is the, the team played in white. Um, and he said, you know, uh, specific city is white. Keep it that way uh, with a, uh, you know, ban to immigration sign on it. Um, and, you know, I've seen very similar stickers. I've seen British movement stickers at the footy a few times. And it seems like that is slowly creeping back into the game. Um, of course, post-lockdown, we're seeing all the conspiracy theories about it. You know, the 5G chips going in your arm and uh, the tracking devices and aliens coming to Earth impregnating human women and that sort of started COVID. We've seen some mad conspiracy theories going on. Um, and I think a lot more of those stickers and, and those types of things are popping up around the footy as well. Uh, again, I'm not sure if that's something that you've experienced recently or something that you've experienced, you know, um, you know, going back uh, a few years ago with posters and things like that. But is that something that you've seen at all? Uh, I've seen, like... Um... I've seen around Luton, like I, mean, I do a lot of walking. I'm walking on the way to the ground. I've seen a lot of um, far right stickers, like strategically posted, you know, like on a sign, street signs, um, you know, conspiracies, you know, blaming, um, you, know, it's, you know, basically uh, COVID, um, linking in with HIV and, and, and all this type of thing, you know. And, and I'm thinking, wow, there's some, um, there's some, there's some people sort of like uh, got some wacky ideas here, but. Um, as far as the, there's not many racist stickers around Luton, be honest that way. Um, but there are there are real there are a lot of conspiracy stickers going on around Luton at the moment. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that. Um, but uh, that's just a sign, isn't it? It's a sign of um, basically it, people are out there doing it. They're trying to convince people to this way of thinking, you know. So if it's posted up and dotted around, I mean, I remember when I was young. Things that were sprayed up on the walls do that does have an influence on you. You know, I remember names that were sprayed up on the walls, John. I remember um, slogans that were sprayed up on walls. It was more, but now it's it, it's sticker it's stickers. So that will have an influence on young people because while well, they're growing and they're young and they're walking and they're on route to the ground, they're taking all that in. They're taking it all in. It's like advertising for themselves and. Um, so what will happen is them young lads will go home or young people will go home and they think they remember the name of that sticker. Uh, I won't mention any of them now, but um, I've photographed a, a lot of them. I've got, I've, you know, I've got them in my camera roll because, you know, I want to sort of look into them and see who they are. But young people doing it, um, to the curiosity level, it's, it's a stepping stone. It's, it's, it's a door opening for them into that world um, because... You know, people spraying up there, you have graffiti artists, but in my day it was literally the slogan on the wall, you know, you read it. Um, and you remember them. So and they can influence. So yeah, there's 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 a lot of them stickers, um, especially conspiracy theories conspiracy theories. They, I mean they they're dotted all around Luton. Dotted yeah. around Luton. Uh, sorry, John, go on. No, sorry, go on, mate. Well, I had one on me just left my where I live locally and I turned just left out of my street and there's one straight bang right in the middle of the sign and then I walk through the park and you've got the, you've got the signs um the the map of the park and they're on the they're, they're actually strategically placed around the map because they know people are going to stop and look there you know so yeah they're, they're, they're just and you look and you just think some of the some of the um rhetoric on them are like whoa that's so far out it's it's unbelievable but as we've experienced as we know 
it's not that unbelievable for some people, is it? Because absolutely, yeah, absolutely. You know, these, although these conspiracy theories to me and you might sound absolutely batch, uh, I won't use the, the bad term, I won't use this way I would they might, they might seem absolutely mad. Um, you know, uh, some people are very believable, you know, the, the a lot of people will buy into these topics, especially around, especially around lockdown when, you know, these young people are annoyed because they've had, you know, a couple of years taken away from the childhood and they've not been able to go out with the mates and go on these away days that we've just mentioned there. And right. they're almost looking for someone to blame. And when they see these conspiracy theories and, and, and you know, there's a finger to point, there's somebody to blame for, for what's going wrong, for, for what's, you know, upset them and what's gone wrong. Um, people will jump on that opportunity and, and they will look for somebody to blame. You want to look for someone to blame to because if you're young and you're seeing this and, and you've just had a vulnerable two years because of lockdown and you've been taken away from all your friends and when you're young you feel like everybody else has got maybe getting on and having some sort of life and you're not, then you start thinking there maybe is this ain't wrong with me and you lose your confidence and you go from a like a, 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 a right bright button type lad who's really sporty to sort of like, you know, not being able to get out of your room just on your PlayStation, feeling not great about yourself. They're going to be open to to these these messages. Absolutely, absolutely. We've seen yeah. it so much over the over the last couple of years. Um, and just very quickly before we do move, move on, and I do forget, just very quickly touching back to the stickers. If you guys are listening to this and you do come across a far right sticker, please do not try and remove it yourself. Uh, unfortunately, over the years. Um, the far right have been known to put razor blades underneath those stickers, um, and if you're doing that sort of peeling motion to try and get it off a lamppost or a railing or something like that, and there is a razor blade under there, it will cut you to bits. So as much as we wind you up and as much as they annoy you, please don't try and remove those stickers for yourself. Report them to your local council, and they'll send a team out to remove them with you know nice thick gloves on and a bit of a spatula to, to get rid of them. So again, please don't try and remove them yourself. Um, but, but yeah, you know, you are absolutely right. Going back to the quick conversation, to the conversation that I was having, you know, these, these, you know, I, I say lads, it's majority lads, but we are seeing a lot more women getting involved, uh, involved now too. And you know, these young people who have had their confidence not, you know, we've seen the far right in recent years doing things like MMA training and boxing training and things like that to to try and instill that confidence back into them and um, and again sort of get the praise, you know, from the individual for doing that um so you know th this has been a great great podcast really and, and just to close close off before before we do end it off um we mentioned the chance uh earlier on um and speaking of influencing people you know we have heard racist chants at the football over the years um we're going to talk about this a lot more in a in a, in a future podcast but uh, i think it is worth highlighting there that you know these racist chants really do have a lot of influence on people um you know, again, a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a marketing tool. If you do listen to a future podcast, these we are going to talk about racism in football, specifically talking about chants and and things like that. But um, yeah, I feel like the racist chants that we've heard over the years, um, I do feel like they have a big influence as well as these stickers and the other conspiracy theories that go along with the game. But um, yeah, so. That again, it was, it was a quite a lengthy podcast there, and I think we talked a, a lot about uh, 
the hooliganism and, and the culture of the EDL there, Darren. So so thank you for your time on this podcast. Um, if you guys, you know, do want to reach out to us over at Exit Hate, please do feel free. You can check out our website, so you can find us on social media, or you can give us a call on 0800 um, and again, you can leave a message for us there and we will get back to you as soon as we possibly can do. Uh, so once again, thank you for listening to the Exit Hate podcast. If you do go on Spotify uh, or our Exit Hate Hub, you can find all of our previous podcasts as well. So please feel free to check them out. And don't forget to leave your notifications on for those future podcasts, including the one about racism in football, which we are um, going to be releasing very soon. If not, it might already be out already, depending on when you listen to this. So once again, thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, and I hope you guys do have a wonderful rest of your day, uh, wherever you are listening to this.